it's understanding that uh, to then make a wiser decision, be like, okay, wait, let me reassess, you know, my life. Let me reassess what I want. You know what I'm saying? I know I need short-term gain right now. What little things can I do now? So that way, when I am ready for an investment in the future, I'm not expecting a return right away. I could kind of just let my money build. Hey, welcome to Uncommon, a state of mind where we debate different ways to leverage your next investment to create time freedom, legacy impact, and generational wealth. My name is Joey, aka Mr. J Mace. Hey, and I'm AD, also known as AD the Fly Realtor. What's good? Hey, so usually we're usually debating topics, uh, and, you know, which is fun, but today. We're actually going to really just spend the time talking about uh, something that AD kind of uh, brought up to me. And I was like, bro, this is going to be a great topic to talk about, which is lifestyle creep. Now, before we do that, I did want to bring up a fun fact. Um, I watch a lot of podcasts, um, one of them being STR Data Labs. And uh, they shared a link with me from CBRE in regards to short-term rental investing. Short-term rental, well, mainly multifamilies and how uh the multifamily space is going to do coming in 2023 now for me that just brought up you know certain theories in regards to short-term rentals and long-term rentals as a whole that i felt it was like important to discuss so here's the fact um pretty much um there's a lot of new multifamily uh projects that are going to be complete within 2023 right I believe it's what 450,000 brand new units nationwide are going to be available on the market uh, uh, sometime this year, right? <clears throat> now, what that's going to do is drive up um, vacancy. Okay, so vacancy—they're—they're they're expecting vacancy to trend within the years of between 20 between now and 2030 or 2035. You can double check if you look at the link to kind of verify. They expect vacancy to go up to around 5%. Now, why am I bringing this up, right? Like, Joey, okay, that's wonderful. What, is this, what does this have to do with anything? So, <clears throat> in regards to short-term rental arbitrage, which is renting a space then to go ahead and re-rent it uh, as a short-term rental host, um, knowing that vacancy is going to be driven up to about that 5% range, this could cause an opportunity in the market, right? For short-term rental hosts to approach, you know, uh, multifamily landlords and be like, hey, like, I, you know, I can see you may be vacant at the, in this property. Let me provide that solution and be, be, be a short-term rental host here. You know, you know what I mean? So most definitely. That opens up a door for us uh, as short-term rentals who run arbitrage because they're gonna be owners that you know own these these multifamilies that are looking to get their places uh filled you know nobody likes vacancy they like that cash flow uh, nope. <laughs> so so with that th there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people who do want to go down the arbitrage route to go ahead and and um you know acquire and occupy some of these units all right no for real definitely yeah. like and honestly like for me like when you sent me this article, I was like, oh, dang, okay, all interesting stuff. Like, more multifamily are going to be, like, presented to the market, like they said. And that'll be, I believe they said, 2.6% of what's currently available. And that sounds like a small amount, but that's actually a lot. 
like at one time 2.6 percent of all the multifamily available you know what i mean it's just like gonna be in the market so it's like what that also tells me though is that like it's really important to like you know kind of have an idea of what's going on in like the economy and the world you know like we can't be too closed off you know to just ourselves because when you are like you don't you're not aware of the opportunities you know because it's like like he said this is an opportunity for all sorts like let's say you're already an owner of multifamily real estate and you see that you get a dip in your long-term uh, occupancy or for some reason you can't get someone to fill units as quickly as you used to maybe you want to consider you know like how about i lease this to um someone who's going to do rental arbitrage you know what i mean because you can still rent it at a premium because like these str guys they're going to pay that premium because they're making the returns you know what i mean so it's like it's just smart you know make that pivot like or maybe you want to do medium-term rentals you know what i mean maybe you're by a hospital and you want to give it to like do it to some travel nurses so we'll be there for three months you know so it's like don't be too stuck to any one idea. And what and AD brings up an awesome point because the point that he's bringing up is like as an owner, because I, for me, you know, I'm always thinking about the short-term rental side, but there's a lot of people who are owners of multifamilies that don't want to get into it that way. They, they're not looking into the hospitality side. They don't care about that as, you know, as AD and I have, have debated in the past, like they want to just make their money and just chill. You know what I'm saying? Now to go ahead and do that, to go ahead and look into a to a operator in short term rentals, you know, you're. I think it's a win win only because not only can you charge more to a short term rental operator who's going to conduct arbitrage, you can charge more money than you would a traditional renter of a family because you know the purpose of the unit and why they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And as a short term rental host, me personally. We're, we're open to it. We're like, okay, yeah, charge us more. Don't kill us. <laughs> so don't, don't kill us. Um, charge us more, but we're definitely open to that because we know how much this property can make or it's earning potential. Um, so that's like, it's it's a double-faceted thing, man. It's, uh, it's an awesome opportunity that's coming up. Take a look at that. We're probably going to hit on that more later on for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, you want to let the audience know where they can find that article at? Yes. Um, you guys could check out that article on uh, CBRE. Um, website cbre.com if you guys can look that up it's under the multifamily section and it's an article that kind of projects uh, what's going to happen for 2023 and, and and onward so check that out we should have it in our show notes as well um yeah i think that's it for that that's cool <laughs> oh stuff, good stuff um, i love talking about multifamily bro uh, you know and that's why it's, it's awesome to kind of have these debates and talk about you know the differences between you know multifamily rentals, long-term and short-term rentals, because not only can we find the differences, the pros and cons, but then we can find the places in where we can meet in the middle. Right. You know, for real. <laughs> no, like I, like I used to tell this to my wife, like, no, like, no, every idea matters because like, if you present a different point of view, now I, now I know what I know, but now I also know what you told me. So now I could think about it differently and I might come to a better conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, but if I'm so rigid and I just want to think about what I know, then I'm stuck to only that, you know, and it's like, that's no way to live life. That part. And that's not for me. And that's, <laughs> and that's why, that's why our friendship works so well. Cause we are, we're always, we always come at things at different per perspectives and it's, it's, it's very insightful to have somebody to have a conversation with that just can go deeper into, you know, different aspects, just in life in general. 
and that can just open your mind to a brand new way of thinking. So oh, seriously, and it's gonna keep it real. Yeah, it's gonna keep it real. Not go sugarcoat and flour or some stuff for you. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, bro, it's important. Um, so what we what we really want to discuss today, uh, off of that tidbit, is pretty much uh, lifestyle creep. And AD actually came up and talked to me a little bit about, uh, a little bit more about lifestyle creep and made me kind of understand what it was. Because we all experience it. We just, I, me personally, I didn't know there was a term for it. I'm going to go ahead and let AD explain what that is. Yeah, man. So, like you said, we all experience it, but a lot of us don't, like, aren't necessarily aware of it or we don't really see what it is. So, as a matter of fact, first, let me explain what lifestyle creep is. For those of you that don't know, lifestyle creep is, say, for instance, like, you're making a certain amount of money, like, you just got out of college. You found a job that's going. You're getting forty thousand a year. You know, not a lot, but you could take care of yourself and you could get a studio. You know, like you're you're doing good. But then, like at that job, you get a raise. They bump you up to fifty two thousand. You know, you got a raise. You got a new position. You balling. <laughs> now I don't need to take the metro. I can afford a car. Right. You know what I mean. So it's like that's cool. Like. But you got tired of that job. You know, it happens all the time. So you left that job. You got a new job. Now you're making 65000 You're making more money. Okay. So you like, you know what? Let me go get a flyer apartment. Because the studio, the studio was cool when I just got out of college. Let me go get a flyer apartment. I'm not going to buy no assets, but let me go get a flyer apartment. <laughs> you know, so then, like, now you're making this certain amount of money. You go get, what else? More shoes, more clothes. Maybe you're going out more, you know, like bottle service whatever it may be so like that's lifestyle creep where it's like you make more money and you don't automatically live your life the same way you start spending more into the luxury so what so what you're saying is we when you make more money when you make more cash you're saying you shouldn't just go and buy what comes out in front of you like the next like george that just came out seeing because the thing is what happens to a lot of us is we have all these things we already say we want for when, you know, yeah, like, really. when, when I make more money, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. I'm going to see me pull up, too. I'm going to pull up with my, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we are. It's like, oh, like when I make more money, I'm about to like make sure I get the new Jordans as soon as they drop. You know, whatever it may be. But then it's like we do these things. And it's like, like a lot of us have been there. I myself have like where I start making more money and I'm like, dang, like, how come I'm still not operating with as much money as I should? But then it's like, I'm not looking at the way lifestyle creep hit me. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, I wasn't doing the same thing as I was when I was, if I kept my, if I kept my, uh, what did I say? $40,000 habit. Yeah. And then like had my 55,000, 60,000, whatever salary. It's like, oh, I would have had more money aside. And with that money, I could really start, you know, working on my freedom, okay. you know? So, but like, so I think like we said earlier, my fault to cut you off, but, um, you know, it's just something that happens a lot. But like we said, like people aren't most of the time, I really don't think people are aware that like, oh, like you started spending way more when you made them. So what you're saying is like the reason why, oh, the reason why, you know, observing and, 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 and recognizing why there is lifestyle creep in your life is because with that cash that you were talking about, like making that extra 40 K instead of buying those extra, like, you know, your bling or, or your, your, um, your new car or you know, those new Jordans, you're spending that money and you're, you're putting it where in like an investment or are you, are you like, uh, what, what would you suggest if somebody makes more cash, right? 
in in whatever they're doing. Like maybe they got a raise. So what would you suggest they do with that extra cash that just came in um, as, you know, besides buy that stuff that they want? See, well, first of all, like, I don't want to knock anybody for buying, like, you know, nice things or luxury things, jewelry, shoes, cars. Like, I love all those things, too. And it's like every now and then, like, your boy splurges. But, you know, that's how I make it seem like I'm always just doing this, like, yeah. you know, smart money move. <laughs> no. But I am saying that it's like, just let it be healthy. You know what I mean? Don't let it get too out of control. So, but with that said, um, what I think people should do with their extra money is like, number one, buy multifamily real estate in Southern California and hit up AD to fly rivers. But outside of that, um, really has never just on the bottom of the period. Right. Like bottom my number. He's coming with profit on. So don't worry. Like just hit your boy. But, um, no, but in all seriousness, like really like just, um, like, find a way to start buying your freedom. You know what I mean? Like find a way to start buying your freedom. So like maybe for me, if I get more influx of money, like maybe I'm looking at multifamily real estate, you know what I mean? But like someone else, they might be like, oh, let me go in on some dividend stocks or just the stock market in general, you know, like, or maybe go invest in yourself, yeah. you know, go find, like maybe you want to find a new trade or a skill to develop, you know what I mean? Turn that trade into another source of income. Whatever you want it to be like. And I love that. You, I love that you said that because that's like, and this is why we're friends because that's the, that's always been my mentality. It's like, okay, I know I'm going to make this extra cash, especially during the pandemic when people were getting these checks and, you know, everybody, you know, had money. <laughs> everybody. It was, money. it was like for me in my head, I was like, okay, so how can I, how could I invest in the things that I'm doing regarding short-term rentals and in myself? Um, a little bit better since I have all this cash influx, right? For me, you know, I got, I started talking to you more about like cryptocurrencies and the regular stocks. I do remember that too, you know what I mean? So I, I ended up, you know, investing and in, I was listening to a guy, I forget his name. I wish I, I wish I remembered him, but he's like, if you want to, if you really want to achieve success, you need to start, you need to, you need to invest aggressively in your twenties, you know what I'm saying? In your twenties and thirties, right? because you're you're never gonna be able to hustle as hard and go as hard as you can at this age when you get older. So if you're if you're if you're investing in your not only in yourself and your businesses, you know, and actually in yourself and in your businesses, <laughs> yeah, primarily, <laughs> primarily, and other aspects of your life, of course, as well. But mainly those two things in yourself and in your businesses. If you can invest hard and heavy right now, the older you get, the less opportunity you're gonna be able to do that because a you have more responsibilities you have children you have a wife you have you have all types of things that are gonna that you're gonna have to make you, you're no longer making the decision just for yourself anymore you know what i mean right um so i think that's powerful that you decided that you wanted to bring that up brother because it's it's a real thing and people need to kind of recognize it and you don't know what to guard against if you don't know, if you don't recognize all it's an enemy, that is, you know, for real, <laughs> that's so true. Like, it's so true because it's like, you know what I mean? Because just like you said, like, you don't know if you don't know what you're up against, like, you don't know how to prepare for it. You know what I mean? If you don't know how to prepare for it, because I, re I recall, like, having conversations with people where, like, they mentioned how they don't, like, I'm thinking of someone very specific in particular, but I don't want to say who. Okay, I guess. Okay, but yeah. they mentioned how, like, they don't like talking about, like, potentially buying 
real estate. They'd rather just wait until they had the opportunity to buy, you know. But you know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, I may not have the money right now, but I don't want to talk about it until I have the money. You know, but the thing, the problem that presents is that if you don't talk about what you're going to do when you're in a certain position, then you get to that position and you don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So now you're just subject to whatever your desires are, you know, like whatever you feel like in that moment. So it's like, but if you like think about it beforehand, like, no, as I increase my wages, as I increase my income, I'm going to now like do this and this and this with my money. You know what I'm saying? Now you have a plan of how you go about it. So one, it incentivizes you to go hard and make that extra money. But two, it like what it puts you in position where it's like, okay, now I'm making that money. Like it's going to these certain pockets and it sets up those, you know, trends and habits that you can take, like you said, into marriage, into having a family or into whatever your goals are. I love, bro. Um, that's so huge because it, and it's, it, it's exactly that when you get into a situation where you are doing better for yourself, maybe a little bit in the future, or maybe you just, you just find yourself in a large influx of cash out of nowhere. If you don't already have a plan in place, then you're like, oh yeah, let's go to this Laker game. Yeah, let's go for a call. Let's go for a bottom service. Let's do it. You're like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. Okay. But it gets so, it hits so different. And me personally, that's kind of how I gear my life. It's pretty much everything. I'm very goal oriented. Like I get like, I get so much satisfaction when I can check off a box on my to do list. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's like it's like a rush for me. What is this? The whole dopamine rush for me. Right. So, <laughs> so, so uh, you know what I mean. So I, when I have, you know, when me personally, that's why I like setting up specific goals and benchmarks for myself to hit. So when you know, if I do come into a situation where I do get some more cash, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to use this for. You know what I mean? Because this is my goal. I know I need cash in order to do this. Let me go ahead and put that cash this way and not do anything stupid <laughs> to kind of jeopardize what I have planned for myself in my future. And that's what it is. It's all about planning. And as you get older, you start to realize this, you know, when you're younger, like when you're, when you're young and you're drinking out at the bars and you're like going crazy and you don't really check yourself. Like 10, you know, five, 10 years down the line, you're like, damn, I really, I didn't, I really wrecked myself. And now you're, you're, you're looking like, damn, I, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm in a wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? Not preparing yourself or not, not operating for your future self really hurts you. And so taking the time to plan, to operate and to make sure that your future self is set and, and, you know, making the steps, taking the steps today. To, to make sure that happens for you in the future is so huge, man. Financially, physically, spiritually, in every aspect, if you want to be honest with you. No, for real. And you know what that really feels like to me is, like, delaying gratification. You know what I mean? And, like, delaying gratification, like, it's kind of like what he said. Like, you understand that if you take, if you, like, hold off on all the benefits of whatever it may be for now, you know that, like, in the future it'll be better. So, for an example, like, and the fields we talk about, like, let's say you invest, like, you don't, like, you should, for the most part, you shouldn't be investing to get, to think that right after you invest, you're going to get that biggest gain from your investment. Like, it's usually not working like that. Usually, like, you invest and you let whatever you invested in grow and, you know, nourish. And then down the line, 
you know, you get to reap the benefits of that. So it's like the satisfaction doesn't hit you right away when you invest. So it's like, it's the same thing. That's delayed gratification. I'm going to put this minute towards something, you know, let it grow into something that's going to reap me more benefits than what I put into it. And, you know, so it's like, it's just a real cool thing. No, I, I love how you segued that back into real estate because that's exactly, you know, as an investor, you really have to perfect delayed gratification <laughs> because it really is because you put so much money down. Say you do go and invest in a multifamily property and you are looking at cash flow, understanding that, you know, you put hundreds of thousands down, but you're only getting hundreds back monthly in cash flow. You know what I'm saying? And for some people, you're like, well, this is this wasn't worth it. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but really. if you fix your mindset, understanding that, oh, no, this asset's going to appreciate in the future. Or, you know, I can charge higher rents in the future, you know, or I can even get myself another asset in the future from, from you know, the appreciation of this asset and setting yourself up for something greater. And it, it really is mindset. Are you here for, actually, I had a friend of mine, quick story. I had a friend of mine. He's like, Joey, what's going on, man? Like, I've, uh, I have you know, a couple grand to, to invest, man, and I'm looking to, to get a short-term rental started. And, um, man, I need money right now. Like, I want to get a short-term rental started. And I'm like... I said, I said, no, I'm not. Stop laughing. <laughs> I'm not where this is going. That's so. Like, I was like, uh, I was like, how much do you have? You're like, yeah, I have like 10k. I can start. I'm like, okay, 10k. Depending on where you're trying to start, that's not going to be enough to start up one right away. He's like, no, I just really want to cash flow. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's. I'm like, let's hold off. I'm like, so what's your credit score right now? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, I need to fix my credit score and things of that nature. I'm like, oh, cool. So how about we use some of that cash to fix your credit score? I was about to gain your credit score. Yeah, like get your credit score higher. So that way, you know, maybe in the future you could you could you could um, be approved for the higher credit lines of credit and things of that nature, which we can get into that. That's a whole nother thing. Oh, <laughs> we get into that later. Deep <laughs> um, so um, so you know, let's increase your credit score so that way you could probably be a credit partner and. And we can ask for lines of credit. And then after that, instead of starting one and trying to live off of the cash flow of one unit, that's going to only cash flow. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's get your proof for more cash. So that way we can open up multiple units. Right. Then you can get, accumulate cash flow uh, if from multiple units. And then, you know, we can move that way. He's like, yeah, it's going to take a few months for me to, like, get all that stuff done. I want, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not. And I, and I, I honestly said, I'm not going to work with you like this. Like, <laughs> like for real, I, cause you know, I can't, I can't work with you like this because I, I can, I see where you're coming from in your mindset and you're not going to, from what you're trying to start, you're not going to be happy with what does it return. It doesn't match the results that people who are in this arena, you know, get right. Because I'm glad you said no, because that just would have been a headache for you in all honesty. That's all it would have turned into because. Like what he needs to do, he's trying to pull a lick. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get some money real quick and do some like ghost from power type stuff. You know, like he wants to like get so much money. Like, like what you do is you invest and you delay that gratification. You know what I mean? Like you put, so it's like, really, this is the sequence you're looking for. Like you do something to provide value. You provide value because you provided value. Now you get money. When you get that money, you live off of some of that money. You put another chunk of that money away to invest. Once you invest it, it grows, and then eventually it's able to do something back for you. If you're trying to get this money, like put it towards something and get, you know, the benefit right away, like, 
nothing in life works like that. So it's like, why do we think that we should be able to invest? I, I won't say get so much back. I won't say nothing in life works like that because and the, there's a lot of products out there nowadays like that that could produce returns that way. But when it comes to like when it comes to like short-term rental investing or investing in property in general, you really need to play the long game. You 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 have to operate it. You have to operate thinking from the long game first. You can never operate from the short game. No, like we will go for an example. For an example, things in life, don't most things like so. I'll give you an example of one thing that does. So she had her own, uh, I think, cosmetic line, okay. where she like she you know she was she was like when I say she was making ridiculous return on event like ridiculous uh markup because she did she made her own cosmetics you know it took like i don't know for each product maybe a dollar to create and a dollar dollar or two to create <clears throat> reselling it for 16 dollars. you know what i'm saying okay. and there's things and she was making a killing you know a return on investment there so there are there are things i mean i guess but like even that see okay I guess, like, in that sense, yes, like, okay, you can quickly get a return on your investment. But I mean more in the sense, like, people people want to, like, more in the sense of, like, where people want to, like, put money, money towards something and, like, not do nothing and get something back instead. Okay, I got you. You know, because, like, let's say even in real estate, like, you can quicken the, the process of getting a return. Like, you can force appreciation by adding value to a property you know what i mean so that's a way that you can quicken the process of getting of getting that gratification right you know to keep on track with our theme here so it's like yeah i get that but i mean like the way this guy was talking to you is like no i'm trying to cash them in right now it's like dude like how are we going to cash flow off of ten thousand dollars and in all respect because he might he's a good friend of mine if you're watching this this is no disrespect to you i love you brother no and honestly it's not even you like we're so lucky to have this example so we can talk about it yeah. and like help other people yeah because because there's a be mad yeah because there's a lot of people that do think that way they think they're like okay let me hurry up splurge this cash and make this make this quick return as as fast as possible but like you know, especially if you don't completely understand the market that you're getting into and you're just trying to throw money somewhere just so that you get a quick return, that can be very dangerous. Um, it is very dangerous. It is very risky. You know what I mean? Unless you're working with somebody who's been in the in the business before who can then educate you. But, you know, and that's, you know, it's it's understanding that uh, to then make a wiser decision, be like, okay, wait, let me reassess, you know, my life. Let me reassess what I want. You know what I'm saying? I know I need short-term gain right now. What little things can I do now? So that way, when I am ready for an investment in the future, I'm not expecting a return right away. I could kind of just let my money build. Right. So in and that I, situation, I think that would be a time where it's better to just invest in yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Like he took that, if he took that 10,000 and found a way that he can like, okay, what can I do to start making money right away? Like, you know, a lot of people, their entry, their entry into the real estate realm as far as being a real estate pro is wholesaling you know what i mean like well you know what i mean maybe he could have taken a course or a class that taught him the skills to do that you know and he could start trying to make money right away you know like it happens you know or whatever it may be so it's like because if he if he had another way to make money he wouldn't be so reliant on using that to make money right away if you know what i mean that ten thousand, he would have understood that like okay i have to put it forward and honestly, like, 
I'm really going to reap the benefits when I scale, you know, which takes time, which takes me keep to keep nurturing that portfolio or that property or that investment, whatever it may be, you have to keep nurturing that, keep nurturing that. And eventually now it's something that like, okay, it's so massive. It can take care of you. It can take right. care of your lifestyle. But to, it's like, I just, I don't, I really don't like that idea of like, oh, I made an investment. I'm going to reap something right away. Can like, things don't work like that, dude. Like, Most things don't. Like in sports, it will never work like that. Like even in like the world, like if you go to college, like, most people don't get out of college and hit their earning potential right away. It takes time before you actually hit an earning potential. We, we're going to actually talk more about that. Yes. No, for we're real. We're going to have a conversation <laughs> off of that. Um, but to be, to piggyback off of what you said, man. But no, yeah, it's it, this this turned into, we're talking about lifestyle creep, but it actually really turned into a mindset, uh, a mindset aspect of also because it really is if you if your mindset is like i need to make money now well then you're probably in the wrong game if you're talking about investments but if you're if you already have set yourself up in your head that you're like okay i know that i'm gonna put in work now that i may not see the returns right away i might not see the returns this year maybe not even next year you know but i will see my returns eventually um then i have a, I have somebody who i was talking to who's like this is the type of game where it's like it's it's not like it's not get rich quick, but it's get rich for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so for sure, like down the line, if you continue to scale and you continue to nurture your baby and build your portfolio and and add inventory, then for sure down the line you're gonna be at a point where you're comfortable. But if you think it's gonna happen right now, you know, you you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, cause like I agree, cause it's just really it's just not like he said earlier the mindset like it's just really not an ideal mindset to carry on with because you know like just find a way to it's really about find a way to enjoy the process so that you don't get mad that you're not at the finish line yet because if you enjoy the process you know that makes getting to the finish line all the better because you know what i mean like you enjoyed yourself getting up here now you're at this level and, you know, when you get to a new level, what do you do? You create new challenges. You know what I mean? So it's really about mindset. Like when you have the right mindset, knowing that every new level I get to is going to be a new challenge, then you would be able to understand that like, okay, once I make more money, I now have this challenge of figuring out what to do with this money and not spend it frivolously. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just all, you know, it all connects. Like it's really a mindset thing at the end of the day. I love I love that you brought that up because I'm a person I'm also a personal trainer also a personal trainer on the side um, and I I talk to my clients all the time that you need to and this is a something that I think I heard from like Blake Griffin or or somebody but or actually no it was actually one of my coaches that told me this but then I've heard it again throughout the years is you need to enjoy the process of being great right and that pretty much says like the during your workouts or during the the sessions that you have you don't go into them thinking like you don't go into them thinking like, all right, I want to be at this point right now. Or even for like weight loss. Like and I always tell my weight loss clients, like don't, don't think about the number right now. Don't think about how much weight you want to lose or what you want to look like. Think about the, the tasks that you have for that day, perfecting those tasks and calling that a win right. and do that consistently every day. 
because the, the better that you get at just completing the task you have for the day and perfecting your craft or per perfecting your squat or perfecting your bench press that day, finding a little thing to tweak and being better at it um, for that day, over time, you're going to be you're going to be beyond where you're at. You're going to be not beyond where you're at, but you're going to be at the level of where you and, and you do those little tweaks every day and you, you know, you perfect your bench press or you perfect your squat. Um that all adds up over time. You're gonna be able to look back and be like, damn, like I, the goal that I had for myself, I've not only met it, but I've surpassed it because I wasn't focused on the goal. I was just focused on getting better each and every day. You know what I mean? So that that goes into so many, and that's why I love uh, sports and, 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 and lifting weights because it all trickles down, man. It really is, it's the same mindset for all of those processes, you know what I'm saying, that goes down throughout all types of aspects of life. So. In regards to investing, it's that same thing. How could I perfect uh, running my my short term rental, or how could I perfect running my multifamily and get these little things, uh, you know, perfected to a point where when I look up, it's easy to go ahead and scale and add more inventory to to my portfolio because I have all of these processes set up and I'm ready for that now. Exactly. No, honestly, you remind me of what um. Brandon Turner from uh, he he's part of the Bigger Pockets family. He used to be the host. Uh, one thing he says often is, like, let's say you have a goal to, I don't know, like I have a goal to uh, be as buff as the Rock. It's like, okay, you want to be as buff as the Rock, but like that's not your real goal. Your goal should be to live your life the way the Rock does, because that's the only way he got to that finish line. So it's like when you think about it, even like just thinking about it in that sense, you already understand the principle of delayed gratification because you're there's no way you're just going to wake up and end up being the rock. You know what I'm saying? So it's like there's a process. So it's like he trains for several hours a day. You know what I mean? He sticks to a certain kind of like eating regimen. You know what I mean? Like those are the things you have to do to eventually down the line be as you know muscular as the rock yeah so it's like it's just this thing where it's like again like if you have the right mindset about things like one you don't get let down when you don't get to that finish line right away and two like understanding that things take time and you can delay that gratification because later on you'll be able to enjoy you know like that's the part that people forget about like eventually you do get to enjoy that and also, I always think about it this way, because like, you know, have you ever explained something to someone and they're like, that's going to take too long? Yeah. So, but the thing is, is like, like usually when you're in the process of doing something like on that journey, it gets better as you go. You know, a lot of people think it's going to feel like when you started that whole process. And it doesn't, you know what I mean? It feels better along that journey. Yeah. Then you get to this new level and you're like, wow, this is great. You know, but then it keep you keep getting better and then you get to a new level. And people think like, oh, I'm flat let I'm flatlining until I'm popping. And it's like, no, that's not how stuff works. You know what I mean? You like it's a process to get to stuff. You know what I mean? Like things don't boom instantly. Like, and it doesn't make sense to expect booms instantly. Exactly. And it's within that process. It's when in that process you learn that new thing, that new trend, that new skill that then allows that next day to be easier. You know what I mean? And then that next day 
you learn something new about that process and you're like, okay, well, let me add this into my regimen. Um, and I can add that for tomorrow, which then makes that next day even easier. And then now you're operating fluently and you're operating seamlessly to now you're like, okay, I'm ready to scale. Whether that's in business, whether that's in weightlifting, whether that's in, you know, anything. So it's very important to keep that mindset in regards to, in, in regards to anything, honestly, but in this specific setting, um, short-term rentals and multifamily investing, uh, delay that gratification because the reward is in the process, honestly. No, for real. And it's, it's always all about the process, you know, like you hear from several successful people all the time about how the process is what made the end result worth it, you know, like, yeah. and so it's like that process is what makes it rich and enjoyable and sweet to you, you know? Yeah. So it's like, just enjoy the process and delve into it, you know, find your little sweet space in there. It is the best thing to do, like, and don't be in such a rush to live a life that you wouldn't be able to sustain. Yeah. You know, you might as well wait till you can sustain that. Agree with that. 100%. Um, this was awesome. I think we're going to end it there, man. I feel like there's a lot of, I think that was very valuable, especially if I was talking to a younger, <laughs> if I was talking to a younger me, that would be the message that I would want. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Like, man, if I could go back to like, even in college, to be honest, like in college, there were things I like, there were opportunities that I overlooked and I didn't do what I needed to with them. So it's like up to now, it's like, you know, don't, lose sight of taking info and getting better. You know, that's it. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw out our B for the day. And uh, that B is gonna be, be patient. Um, now being patient doesn't mean not to take action and wait on things to come to you. It means when you're already in an action, when you're already investing, when you're already, you know, looking for those returns, you're being patient uh, in the process that you're already in. You know, that way you're not, over leveraging yourself or expecting more than what uh, your investment is yielding, but being patient in your process, right? So that's that, that's our B for today. All right, so be patient, be you and be uncommon. Uh, if you guys enjoy the episode, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. It helps us out with the algorithm and it gets more people who may be interested and could get help from us, uh, tune in as well. Check us out on IG at Uncommon State of Mind. Catch you guys on the flick, guys. Be uncommon. Later. Uncommon a State of Mind was hosted by my best friend, Joey, and myself, AD. Two guys who started at the back of the queue in real estate. And now we want to give back by showing others the way to get in through the front door. Feeling inspired and looking to get your investment portfolio up and running so you can join the party in style? Hit us up at info at uncommonestateofmind.com and we can start talking. If you enjoy the show, please spread the word and show some love in the ratings so we could climb those charts together. Until next time, be uncommon.